How's it going? Good How to you? see you guys. It's like you never left. Right? I don't know. It's crazy. Good to be back. Yeah. Different though, right? Different. In a good way, though. Yeah, in a good way. A lot older now. Why are you old school Yeah, man. My, uh, my agency sent it over. Yeah, so I love it. It's good. How would you describe the journey? It's been um, it's been fun, man. It's um, you know obviously I was here for a brief stint. It's kind of a funny story looking back. Um, I can make some humor of it now. At the time, I was a little, I was uh, going crazy. But you know, as a rookie, you you got to learn the ropes somehow. And I think I ended up benefiting from learning that the NFL is a business real quick. So um, you know, I went went off, created some value, and now I'm back, hopefully to give that value back to the Patriots. What other lessons did you take from your brief time here that might have helped you in Denver? Or obviously come all the way back here. Yeah, I think um, it was it was there was a very big first impression with the do your job slogan. So like that's something you just take. I think anybody that comes here will probably tell you that is the idea of doing your job. And I think it carried through even though we didn't say those specific words wherever else I was, the idea of doing your job and how important that was. I think it always gives you a leg up to guys who maybe don't understand that other places. Um, it's very clear they understand that here and it starts obviously with Bill. So how long did it take from going being bummed out about that situation to realizing, hey, I can use this as a learning experience and, and grow from it. Yeah, I was forced. I didn't have the time really to um, to sob over it or anything. It was um, it was a very quick turnaround. You got to you know get back up on your feet if you're going to make it work. And so I was forced into having to turn it into a learning experience very quickly. But I think in retrospect, you know, I gave it I give it maybe like a year later, I was able to really appreciate how much of a benefit it was going through that so early in my NFL stint. So um, ended up being a big benefit. Did, did What's the biggest change you've noticed since you've been back? Biggest change? Um, I, honestly, the way I experienced the the facility and the, the fan base and the, the coaches, that, that is the biggest difference to me because when I was here as a rookie, I mean, everyone, everyone, I tell you, when you're a rookie, you don't have as much... Uh, understanding of what the NFL is like. So now having been in the NFL for a few years and being back, um, much more of an understanding of why these you know, rules are put into place as far as you know, how we do things here. And so I think that, um, that again is like a big help because going through it, I understand, okay, why we kind of need to have these certain things in place. And you see you know, the, the teams that have been here previously, why they win so much, it's because of these things. So. Um, you know, being a little older now, I think I have a much more um, solid grasp of that. What stood out to you about Adrian Clem during the time you've worked with him so far? Yeah, I love AK so far, man. It's, it, he, you could tell he played. You can tell he understands the positions we're in that we're put in on the field. Um, and I always have an appreciation for you know, guys who have understood firsthand what it's like to be playing. So um, he's got a good knowledge of the game. I mean, he, he's one of those coaches that can understand how you learn, all the different guys and the different ways they learn, understand how you learn and tailor the teaching to that. So I have an appreciation for that. I love him. During the uh, free agent process, were you surprised to have the Patriots and what were those conversations like? Not surprised. It was a good conversation. Um, you know, it was, I, had a, I had a good little chuckle, obviously, uh, having, having been here previously. And I think also it, it helped me understand that this was the right move for me. So. Um, you know, I think everything always works out the way it's supposed to, and I think there's um, going to be a good story about it at the end that I'll be able to tell. So that first experience here, did that create any sort of motivation, chip on your shoulder? You know, did that, did that help you? Hundred percent. I'd say it um, it made the chip on my shoulder bigger. You always have a chip on your shoulder going undrafted, and I think um, you know I had to have a chip on my shoulder leaving this place. Uh, I tried to take what I learned 
and then um, you know I came back when I finally um, when I finally got picked up after that I came back with much more of a business mentality as far as what I was doing and what I was able to um, to give the team that I was on so you know you got to learn quick man so you're young and you think that you know, the NFL is going to last forever, but um, you learn quickly that's not the case. You, you eventually go to Denver and you, you start to play. How, how much did that improve your confidence when you were able to get on the field and do it? And, you know, what did that experience mean to you? Yeah, it, um, it, it helps. I think, um, you know, I got, um, I got a, a hefty taste of what it's like to play against elite defenders. Obviously, my first year um, playing against Vaughn Miller, that was like my welcome to the NFL moment. So, you know, I go into practice and there's Vaughn Miller. I'm playing against him every single day. So, um, yeah, it helped my confidence a lot. And, you know, those practice reps banked helped me feel a lot more confident going out on the field, knowing that I could play against some elite guys. How about just being a part of this position with just the, the opportunity that you have, how exciting is it for you? It's super exciting, man. Like I, I was talking to David. I remember David probably more than he remembers me. But um, he's like one of the guys I looked up, look up to in the league, obviously undrafted. And, you look at his career; it's uh, it's special. So there's we got a couple special guys in the room, um, and then obviously the young guys just got here. So um, and we got AK in the room now, and Billy, who I think has been here for a few years, and it's cool getting to know him, another former player. So um, you know, I'm I'm super grateful to be a part of the room, man. It's a how blessing. Different, how different is David now? I wouldn't say he's that different. He's he's a leader, obviously. So he's he's grown and matured, and I think um, ways that he could probably explain better than me. But I look at him as a leader, man. Calvin, the opportunity to start here, how attractive was that for you in free I mean, it was attractive to come to a place where I felt like I could, uh, I had something to offer, and, um, you know, I still feel like that, and I'll leave it to the coaches to decide where that is and how that looks, but, um, you know, I, I want to be a part of helping the team win, man. You feel like you're better left or right side? I think one of the benefits I had um, being coached by Mike Munchak is real early in my career, he started me playing both sides and learning how to play both, um, developing both of those toolboxes, so... Um, you know, they're, they're both positions that are very different. A lot of people will tell you that too. It's, it's, it's not as easy as just, you know, flipping your feet and you can just play if you can play one side. But um, there's, there's different skills you gotta, you got to develop to play both. And, um, you know, I'm working to continue to develop both of those. So, you know, wherever, wherever that looks like on the field, um, the coaches will decide. But I'm happy to do either. Tell when you started at Yeah, as an offensive lineman, you, you want to find a rhythm. So when you start playing games consecutively, that helps you get in the rhythm. Okay, what do I do pre-snap? How do I study my opponent? What kind of things do I prepare for? You know, how am I going to set them? How am I going to, how are we going to use the snap count? Or are we away? Are we home? You start getting a rhythm for those kind of things. Um, and there's more rhythm to be found, but I think that's what started helping is, you know, you get into the rhythm of the season. You know you got games coming up. You know you're playing. Um, and it, you know, it helps you get more comfortable with those things, so you can focus on the task on the field, which obviously the most hard part, most difficult part. Kelvin, you mentioned Mike Munchak and said Billy and Adrian as former players. What is it specifically about being coached by someone who's got been there? Yeah, I think there's a level of understanding. So, I mean, it, when a guy has played on the field before. Um, and, and maybe it's hard to communicate what that, what the actual, um, um, you know, how that actually displays for each individual coach. But I think when you play, when you are coached by somebody who's been on the field, there's just a level of understanding they have of the positions you're in, so then they can tailor their teaching to, you know, the specific positions that each each guy is in, um, you know. 
So it's something I appreciate. There's been greats that have done it without ever playing. Obviously, and one of them was here. So um, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I think for me, it's um, it's something I appreciate about the guys I've worked with, and um, you know, I've seen it be really helpful, especially when you're going against the really good rushers and trying to understand how to break them down. That first time you were here, it's like two weeks, right? It might have been less. <laughs> you remember? I mean, did you ever ask like what happened? You know, I. Um, I never asked what happened, and I could speculate what happened. I think it was a matter of numbers, and you know, obviously, I was a rookie. I was undrafted, didn't have a lot of money, guarantees or whatever. So, um, you know, I, who knows? Those are decisions that are made way above my pay grade. But um, you know, I think it ended up working out because here I am. So I'm happy about that. And now, as someone who enjoys emojis myself, <laughs> can you explain what the, uh, the hush emoji is? Yeah. So the hush emoji is. Um, you know, you could probably uh, you could probably figure this out, I guess. But it's it's about being an underdog and like the idea of um, silencing people not with the words, but with what you do after the emoji, for example. So like the emoji is a representation, I think, a lot more than people realize. Um, but it's you know silence and doubters and um, rising to the occasion when you're not expected to stuff like that. So um, you know, it, it might have a different specific meaning every single time, but that's the general, that's the general uh, the place it's coming from. Yeah. Anyone uh, among teammates or coaches you're connecting with particularly quickly? I mean, you got plenty of time to go. I'm sure I'll get to know a lot of guys, but off the bat. Yeah, I mean, Riley's somebody who's obviously been in the league a long time, done a lot of good things in the league, and, um, you know, I try to I, – I, Tried to well, I didn't really have to try because he's a super nice guy. He's pretty. He was here, right? He already met with you guys. Oh, I don't know, but he um, real, yeah, yeah, real here in this room, yeah. Super affable guy. So he's kind of been um, really helpful. We talked a lot about you know a lot of the guys he's gone against, positions he's been in over the years. Um, so he's kind of like a big brother in a way. So he's somebody that I've, I've appreciated our time. You guys trade Vaughn stories? <laughs> Our Vaughn stories are a little different, but we did trade. We traded him stories. He obviously has more stories than me, but we had some We had some good stories about Vaughn. Final question? Anything else the fans at home should know about Calvin Anderson? Um, I'm a hard worker. Um, you know, I know that the hard work, and this uh, something that will probably resonate with the Patriots fans, I think I know that the hard work comes first. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good things around being a part of a football team and playing at this level. Um, but nothing but comes before working hard and making sure that we win. So I know that's the most important thing. I understand that. And, um, you know, I'll never be putting myself before the team. I'm just not one of those guys. So. That'd be my tidbit. Also, this might be cool for you. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I, can, I still have to show the guys. Uh, this might have been – I don't know if they reported on this my first game, but I can solve a Rubik's Cube behind my back. I don't know if any of you guys know that. But one of these times I'll, I'll bring Pretty it out and show you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. How do you do that? It's a long, complicated explanation. There's a video. So I, I, uh, my rookie year, I actually signed a, a brand ambassadorship with Rubik's, first pro athlete ever. And it's because I came up with a different way to solve it, blindfolded. This is going to sound so nerdy. But there's, there's, a, uh, there's a subsect of guys who solve the Rubik's Cube, people who solve the Rubik's Cube, that do it without looking. And there's a couple different ways to do it. And I came up with like a new way. So there's a cool explanation video on YouTube if you guys so want to look at it. Not feeling. It's more about memorization and a little bit of probability, and then some math involved. So it's um, you guys remember matrices from back in the day. Yeah. So you you try to store the numbers of and I'm saying numbers, but you number the cube off as if you were numbering a phone. And then if you think about Sudoku, 
Sudoku has nine boxes. Each box has nine smaller boxes. You're trying to get one through nine in the box while getting one through nine across three boxes and vertically down three boxes. So if you think about um, the cube, each individual box you can think of as like a Sudoku box. And so instead of the colors, you can think of them as numbers. Then you wrap the, wrap the Sudoku boxes around in that cube form. And then um, you, can, you can remember the numbers because they're always correlated to another side with numbers. So for example, a corner piece would be three on one side, a nine on one side, and then a one on one side. So it's three, nine, one, no matter where it's mixed up in the, in the, uh, when you mix up the cube. So then you remember the numbers in two sets of matrices. One of them is a three by two, and one of them is a two by two for the middle stripe pieces. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of explanation left that involves some probability, but that's the general basis of how you do it. It's uh, you, you unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary math. But. You know My fastest time is... My fastest time regular with, without, like, the behind the back is 13 seconds, 13 point something, and then blindfolded probably in the 20s. But there's guys in the world that can do it in four seconds, so I'm not up there. Is this you, you at the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> the that's, the yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a video. Wow, that's so long ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm the opposite of most people. I was a mathematical economics major, so I liked math. I didn't like science. So. Yeah, of course, guys. Appreciate you guys, man. Next time we leave with that story. Yeah, bring it in.